to the Midnight Queso Podcast. I'm Tessa. I'm Square Not. And we're back. Hi. We're, we're back with some travel uh, travel talk today. Very exciting. And just with that note, the reason why we haven't had a podcast is Sandra and I, my wife, have been traveling uh, from Arizona to Boston and back over the last three weeks. Driving the whole way. Driving just under 7,000 miles, yep. How was it? It was long. Yeah. Yeah. Road road warriors are scary. We had one mad truck driver try to push Sandra off the road. But other than that, we did well. You did good? Yep. Okay, nice. So... Um, traveling is something that Square Knot and I have done a lot separately and also together. Um, and we're going to talk first, we're going to talk about some stuff we've done together, right? So some traveling. So maybe you can kind of give some background on, um, maybe our first big trip that we did. Um, which one's that? Just you, me and mom. Oh, to Baja. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can, so you always like to travel. Um, this is actually a really funny story. So, um, when I, we were, when I was pretty little, um, we would still just go on a lot of camping trips. Yeah. And mostly like backpacking trips. Yeah. So one year we went to Wyoming. And it was 14 miles, right? Both ways? Uh, 10 miles both ways. Okay, so 20 miles. 20 miles, yeah. You were five. I was <laughs> Yeah. I was five with a backpack. Well, a little backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and, it was in the Wind Rivers. It's really beautiful. Yeah, so as a family, that was like the family vacay, is to go and backpack yeah. into this lake, which was just like covered in mosquitoes. Like, so much so that my oldest sister, Stacy like, had a really bad reaction. Yeah, <laughs> she, she had, had so a bad reaction. Rights. We had to inject her with steroids. Um, yeah. So, anyway, after that, um, we had a family meeting one day. And Dad was like, what do you want to do for vacation? And Preston said, not backpacking. And I had set up backpacking trips. I wanted to float down the Colorado River. I wanted to think. And I was explaining all these great backpacking and river trips. And Preston stood up in the front and says, can I have the floor? And I said, sure. And so he went to the board and wrote Hawaii. Yes. And we ended up going to Hawaii. We did, yeah. And then he said to all the kids, we are going to Hawaii, no backpacking. Pretty soon the kids were chanting, Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah, so. So we went to Hawaii. We did. We went to Hawaii. Um, That was a good trip. It was. So that was kind of um, the start, I'd say, of some of the I think that was your first kind of bigger trip that we did. Yeah. Yeah, and I was five. To, to kind of tell you some background, I I had a mother that grew up in a little teeny um, little teeny town in Utah, um, just outside of Logan, and they had had maps of the world in their house, and she had always dreamed of uh, going all over the world, and we talked about it a lot, and she read to us kids and read stories of other places in the world and uh, fairy tales of uh, 
Germany and Europe, and uh, she always fantasized and thought she was going to go over the world. And I always, all over the world, and I remember her saying, I know when you get older, you're going to be able to go all over the world, and I'm so jealous because you're going to see, see some things. And I always remember that. Mother eventually got to go a few places. She went to Europe a little bit, and then when she was about 75, or excuse me, 65, she went on a mission to Australia, and she really enjoyed uh, traveling. And then I married Sandra, whose folks really traveled a lot all over the world, and her father had a slogan when we got married. He turned to me and says, make sure you're planning a vacation once a year at least, and also said to be flexible. So... Um, Kind of with that, I both Santa and I were not afraid to travel. I mean, it's never being afraid of traveling has never really occurred to me, and also a desire to see other places. So uh, when we got in in the situation where we could travel, we wanted to go see some different places. And I am, as we've I think we've discussed before, but I'm seven years younger. Than my closest sibling, so it was me and my parents a lot, and so it was just easier to take me with them a lot of the time. Yeah, so Tessa became our travel companion, yeah. And particularly, Dad a lot of the time would um, book like book a vacation around a continuing education class. Yeah, med- medical continuation class of something. There were things I was always looking for. So, you know, if they took me, then mom wouldn't be alone for half the time when dad was in a class. So that is kind of the background. So tell us about La Paz. So uh, I have had a desire for a long time to learn Spanish. And uh, uh, quite early on, I realized that it was going to be very, very difficult. Uh, My tongue is... uh, Gringo, as my daughter says, it's a, it's a really it's a really hard thing. I, I have a hard time speaking Spanish, and so I found a class put on by a renowned professor. She was actually out of Tucson, but she put on a week long course in in La Paz, Mexico. So it's down on the end of the Baja. It's the uh, it's the Providence uh, or the state, I guess. It's the state of. Uh, Ser Baja or Southern Baja. And uh, we went down there for a week-long class at a hotel. And it was this old hotel right in the center. And little did we know that we were right there during the annual annual festival in February where they, it's kind of Cinco de Mayo type, type uh, thing, but it's the whole uh, state has a great big uh, celebration. The hotel was right on the beach, and I would study uh, Spanish during the day, and Tessa and Sander would go out and and observe stuff. And you were, I think, about eight, right? Yeah, eight or nine seems right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, you had to, to get to La Paz. You had to fly. You had to go kind of from Tucson to to Wymas, then to La Paz on these little teeny jets and it was a pretty it was a pretty good experience that we had um, 
the hotel, because of how we were, the class was kind of an emerging class, so the teacher was trying to get us to live in a hotel that was more Mexican than not. So everybody that was staying in the hotel were were um, Mexican citizens, and they had the royalty for the state were living in a room just across from us in the same hotel. And everybody, Tessa had this, uh, was young and had this... Uh, cute long red hair which is kind of unusual in Mexico so a lot of the people kind of would say hi to her and do you know do things with her it was really nice nice to her uh, that was a that was a great trip um, one of the things about La Paz I had had a friend that had gone to La Paz and uh, spent some time there on his mission and uh, La Paz has these amazing street vendors and I you know, usually you have to be really careful, but I checked out pretty close, and they were very clean, and they had these places. They had one place that we went to that had uh, fish tacos, the famous Baja fish tacos, and it was, it was I think, called the Hernandez Brothers, and it, they were just spectacular for basically a dollar. You could buy a taco with a corn tortilla, and then they had probably 15 or 20 toppings that you could put on. You know, that was really good. They had another one, uh, Papa Carnitas. So it was basically a Papa, which is a potato, a baked potato that they had baked in coals. And then they had it uh, filled it full of meat and cheese. And man, it was it was fabulous. And empanadas that were filled with um, pineapple. It was uh, it was really good. I discovered that. Spanish is very hard for me to learn, so the classes were kind of hard and long, but we would go out in the evenings and we had assignments where we'd have to go to stores and talk to people on the beach and stuff, and that was a lot of fun. What do you remember about uh, La Paz, I remember the festival and the food, Um, and I'm sure I was a big swimmer, especially then, so we swam. I swam a lot. I think, did we go... Somewhere and swim with sea lions. Yeah, we had a we had a day where we went out into the Sea of Cortez, um, and uh, we went on this island in a boat, and then we actually they had a rock where there were a couple hundred sea lions, and we swam with the baby sea lions. Yes. And it was really cold. Yes. You kind of had a hard time because it was so cold. It was a little scary. There were these sea lions all around. I think us. it was probably more that it was scary than cold because cold water is literally never. But the baby like sea lions, they're bigger than a man, you know. No, they're huge. Um, I remember that. And then I remember we went to at least the place that claimed to be the Hotel California the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, we went across to the Pacific side, saw the Pacific coast. And they had this old beat-up hotel that we're, we're playing, uh, Hotel California. And over and over and over, that's over it. Over and over, and uh, selling T-shirts. And then there, were, yeah. but there was a disclaimer said that they weren't the real Hotel California. Well, or that they, yeah, they might not be, you know. I think this, this trip kind of takes in uh, a little bit of what we've learned of how I like to travel. I like to do some of the unusual. I don't think you... La Paz is not a really popular place uh, on the southern Baja, uh, down on the Cape, further down, what's that called, on the the very tip. That's where they have all the big hotels and stuff and the big money and things like that. And I don't really 
particularly for Mexico. I don't really like to stay at those places. I'd rather have the ones that are a little bit more low-key where you get the flavor of the locals. Um, I like to eat the local food. You still have to be careful, but that's some things when you plan your trips, um, you know, kind of do the type of thing that you really like, like to do. I tend to like to emerge myself in the culture of the place that I'm going as much as I can. Emerge and immerse. Yeah, emerge, emerge <laughs> and, yeah, sorry. No, it's okay, you know. Emerge You're and emerging. Immerse. Yeah, <laughs> and, You know, I'm a, I'm a big, tall, white guy. I don't really look very uh, Hispanic. But, but if you're uh, ask questions to people, they will help you with stuff. And we did a couple of things. We, we went and played lotto. In the park, they had a oh, down that. on the park. One of my assignments was on Saturday was go down and play lotto, the lotteria, which is basically bingo. And we went down. You put some money down. You get a card and you play that. Uh, we went out into the Sea of Cortez and uh, I saw a lot of amazing things. Uh, uh, swam with the sea lions and went on this island that was kind of like a treasure island type thing. It was real, that was really cool. Sea of Cortez is really beautiful. We didn't see any whales. A lot of times you see whales, but we were kind of the wrong time of year. Yeah. But it was, uh, I think Tessa really enjoyed it. She had been afraid. She was kind of afraid. This was her first trip. Well, I was like eight years country. old. Yeah, it was your first trip out of the country. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than like Rocky Point. Yeah. But, yes. Um, and then after that, we went, um, well, one of the ones that I, it was a similar situation where Dad was doing a um, class on, was it travel medicine or wilderness medicine? Yeah, it was the my first class on travel medicine. I decided, uh, I decided to become, to try to, take the certification test for travel medicine and they had a special course in Scotland uh, in Glasgow and it was a five-day course and so we decided to fly to uh, Glasgow in November of all times you'd think that'd be a horrible time to go because it's kind of cold and it's kind of northern but we we flew into Glasgow yeah in November and I was 15 so I missed about nine days of school. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was similar where dad was going to be in a class. Um, and so I got to go. I remember, you know, pitching pretty hard. I remember saying, it's going to be so much more fun if I go. Yeah, it was, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And it was. It was It was fun. Um, but it was a great trip. And honestly, like. I've had other experiences where I've gone to places, you know, the opposite season. So, like, in the winter, northern place, there's drawbacks, obviously, but it was really nice because there wasn't any people. Well, we went to Edinburgh, and Edinburgh Castle in the summer is, I guess, just absolutely packed person per person. And we were able to walk. Um, the uh, There's a mile of all these old shops and old going up to the castle and there's nobody there. We went to the museum that's up in the castle that was fabulous and nobody there. And it was, uh, we had some great experiences. Glasgow kind of isn't a tourist town. It's more of a kind of a dirty town. Um, but 
man, we had some great experiences there. You know, I mean, as we kind of talk about these experiences, I'll just kind of add some tips. Um, and I think the Glasgow trip tells you, explains several of the tips that I'm giving you. One is you've got to be really flexible. Um, traveling is all about flexibility. If you are so stuck to a certain schedule and stuff, um, it's a lot harder on the trip. So you've got to realize that something's going to happen on your trip. And so we got ready to go to Glasgow. We were at the airport in Phoenix and uh, it just there was a storm on the East Coast and we knew right away we weren't going to, even though we'd given ourselves about four hours leeway, we were going to arrive after our plane flew out of Norwalk. So we landed in New Jersey. It was late at night. It was hard. We stayed at a hotel. Tessa was crying because she knew that I hated New York City, which I kind of do well, and did. And by the way, crying is also okay in travel? Yes. I've cried many times. I didn't see that negative. <laughs> I just said you were and crying. And you know what? It's fine. Sometimes you just got to cry and move on. So, but I said to her, I says, hey, to, the next flight was clear to the next night. And so I said, let's just go into New York City. And Tessa goes, really? You would do that? Because she always wanted to see New York City. And so, he wouldn't go. He, yeah. like, refused to go. Yeah. So we got our bags. We had uh, some backpacks. Our big heavy coats were in our luggage, and they had gone on to uh, Scotland. So we um, we went into New York City and had a blast. Went up to the. They were was, putting up the Christmas. They tree. They were putting up all the Christmas lights. We got to see the Christmas tree at the Kennedy Center. Um, we did the Empire State Building. Yeah. It was actually nice because you know when when I. I have gone back to New York a couple times since then, but um, I had already done, like, that stuff. You know, like, we did a lot of the, like, touristy stuff that day. Yeah. And then we went back to the airport and got on an overnight flight to Scotland. And during that day, we were able to, we had an authentic uh, bagel with uh, with cream cheese on it that was really, really good. I, I had hot dogs from a hot dog stand over by the post office where... In uh, Miracle of 34th Street, all the mail went to. Um, it was just really fun. And so we were really tired. And so the next thing is, is on these long flights, it's okay to take a little bit of a sedative like uh, Benadryl or something like that. Well, I, being a doctor, had some Ambien that was a little bit stronger. So I had a 10 milligram Ambien and I told Sandra to take a half so she could sleep. And uh, I didn't take any, but I sat and kind of slept a little bit in that. And just before we were ready to land, about an hour before we were ready to land, I was talking. I kind of had to wake Sandra up. And she had taken the half of Ambien, and it wasn't working. So two or three hours later, so we left at like 8 o'clock, and our flight was a seven-hour flight. She waited like three hours, and then she took the other half of Ambien, and a Benadryl. Some amount of... She took a lot of something. And she was she was gone, man. <laughs> I mean, you could hardly... I've never... Let's just say I've never seen my mom like that. Nor yeah. ever again, because I don't think she ever dared do it again. But but it was... We got into the airport, and we were having to go through customs in, in Scotland. And I didn't know if she'd be able... 
they wouldn't let us go together. I didn't know she'd be able to handle it alone. But anyway, we did. We rented the car. And But uh, she was, yeah, she was definitely out for the count. Like, we yeah. got in the car and she's laying down asleep. Yeah. Um, and then the funniest thing, because we got there in the morning and so... We did stuff that day, like we we were driving around and we went to Dune Castle, which is where they filmed Monty Python, and we went to Sterling Castle, which is super cool. Um, Sterling Castle is the castle with uh, in Braveheart, where the whole uh, Bruce thing. Yeah, he was um, he was from that area, Sterling, right. There's like a big monument and all that. Anyway, so dad and I are just dragging and we get to, you know, the end of the night and we're exhausted. And mom's like, I think I'll watch Braveheart or like just pops right up. So like so well rested. But this is one of the this is one of these places. We got there a couple of days before our tour and we we stayed at a bed and breakfast kind of rented a little uh a little house way out in the country, and it was spectacular. We were out with the sheep out there, and it was so beautiful, and uh, and it was just it was just such a great experience. Uh, we had to ask some people how to find the place that we were staying because we were lost and we couldn't understand them, and it was it was it was a it was a great it was a great trip. And then we went and met with some missionaries that were from our ward, some sister missionaries, elder, and spent a day with them on Sunday. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, some older women. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they were there at the time, so we, we went and visited them. And then we were in Glasgow, and then um, we went to Edinburgh. Yeah, but you guys, you and Sandra spent time in Glasgow going on tours and kind of learning about yeah we did all sorts of stuff we shopped and we um yeah we did all sorts we met a lady that was uh from the gila valley that her dad was an instructor at ea and she was living there and she took us out to dinner to some places yeah it was great um and i also um we went to a ballet in which I got one of my worst nosebleeds. It was of all a Nutcracker with a with a Russian. Yeah, uh, it was team. a Russian ballet Nutcracker, and I just did. We have to leave. No, no. I just. I just got. We just kind of stuffed something up. I just nose. remember it being so such a bad nosebleed yeah. in the middle of the Nutcracker. We went and saw a movie there. Like it was. It was a great trip, and it's, you know. It's fun that you can speak the language because you can still, you know, better, you can talk to people. Kind of, although Scotland's, yeah. Well, yeah, they have an accent. It's one of my funny times is we were lost trying to find a place to stay, and I went up to this lady, and it's just a little cottage, and she comes out the door. It goes, are you lost, laddie? And I go, yeah, I don't, don't I'm trying to find this place called Kolduk Farms. And she said, it's Kolduk Farms. <laughs> and I go, I'm trying to find Kolduk Farms. No, it's Kolduk. <laughs> so I said, I'm trying to find Kolduk Farms. She says, you got it, laddie. <laughs> and so she explained to me how to find, find this place. And I got in the car and Sandra says, did she tell you where to go on the eye? And I says, I have no idea, though I couldn't understand her. So we went another mile down the road and found there were two guys feeding their cattle. 
And one of the guys had a son that was at the University of Arizona, and we were talking. And he says, well, Kodak Farms is down the road this way. The other guy says, no, it's not. It's over here. <laughs> but they were able to give us in their argument, they were, they were able to give us enough uh, that you could yeah. that I could understand. Understand you know? that's good. And it uh-huh. was it was really fun. I found the Scottish just uh, amazing. It was it was it was really one of our best trips, I think. And it's one of those that you kind of planned at the last minute. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you planned it a month and like not very much in yeah, advance. Yeah. And, and it was off season, and you know, we learned uh, don't eat Scottish food. Yeah, it's, it's not, not very good. good. You you we want to eat the lot, Indian food, yeah. all the other transports. We had stuff. a lot of good other food in Scotland, but not Scottish food. Um, Which are like cold gelatin rabbit and all kind <laughs> of and uh, sheep stomach and stuff. Haggis. And you know, I mean, we're just so used to long distances here. Um, and in Europe, particularly that part of Europe. Things are just not that far away. Yeah. You know, like the whole of Scotland, you can drive it yeah. in a few hours. But that that was a great trip, and it was my introduction to travel medicine, which in another podcast we'll go over, which I absolutely love. And Scott, the Scottish and the English are kind of, uh, they've been doing travel medicine for a long time, and, you know, because they were colonizers. And... uh that was an amazing place to get that training. So, great trip. That was a really good trip. What other What other trips do we want to talk about? Um, do you want to talk about taking the family to Australia or? Yeah, that's great too. I got Rome and Asia. Your senior trip. Yeah, let's talk about that. What should you? Um. So when I graduated. <laughs> Dad said I could pick anywhere in the world to go, except there was a couple caveats. <laughs> and the caveats, and believe me, I'm not complaining. It was a great trip. This is just a funny story. So um, the caveat was is that they had booked a cruise that had been canceled, and so they had a free cruise. Yeah, we had a free cruise with uh, with Galaxy uh, um Celebrity. Or Celebrity Cruise Line, excuse me. The ship was the Galaxy. Celebrity Cruise Line, basically, it was totally free for a certain amount of money apiece. So he hands me the cruise book and he says, it has to be between these dates and these dates. And and it needs to be a cruise because it's for free, which, cool. Um, There was one option. There There was the dates. No, there was one. One option. You could go anywhere you wanted as long as it's the one. Yeah, yeah, I could go anywhere as long as it was this particular cruise. (laughs) Which, again, not complaining. It was great. We went to... It was a uh, Mediterranean cruise, and we went to Rome. We started in Rome. Got to go to the Vatican, which I love. So something, um, you know, Dad and I are very similar, that we love to travel... But I think probably one of our big differences is I'm a, like, I, this is how I describe it. I'm like a cathedral museum person. You're an art person. I'm, and I'm more And dad's a, yeah, dad's more like wilderness hiking person. And so to me, Rome was like the coolest ever. Um, 
But this kind of goes into about uh, travel a little bit is that, okay, so I found out that I was going to go to Rome. And I really didn't want to go to Rome, but Tessa did, I know, because she really was interested in the art and stuff. And so I was able to obtain some tapes. It's called The Teaching Company, uh, Great Courses and take these courses on Rome and the Greek Empire. And it really did kind of change my life in a way. I learned all about the history behind Rome and Greece and uh, in preparing myself for this trip. So when we got to go and we saw a certain statue, I I knew about it. I knew about uh, the Colosseum, how it was developed. Uh, when we got up on the palace, Palatine Hill, they think they know the structure where Romulus and uh, Remus, 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 where Romulus killed Remus, uh, basically starting Rome, you know, and the empires and stuff. And it's and uh, so that's the other thing when you plan these trips and you're going to spend a lot of money and stuff on it. Really, do your research, and so your it really enriches you. I mean, did you think that was an advantage? We knew we knew quite yeah. a bit about it. Um, dad wanted nothing to do with the Renaissance. So we, (laughs) we stayed away from like anything Renaissance related. Well, we saw some Renaissance stuff. Yeah, we did. We were in more of the Roman. Yeah, Yeah, which is fine. Listen, you're paying for the trip. You get to do whatever you want. But the Vatican was really amazing. Like the Vatican was a pleasant, very pleasant surprise. It's just a big museum, basically. I mean, it's obviously the head of the Catholic Church also, but it's just a giant museum. It was it was fabulous. And the Sistine Chapel is just unreal. So we went on this evening tour of the fountains of Rome and that was really spectacular too. As it was getting dark, we kind of went and we ended up right up above the forum looking down into the old Roman forum, you know, where all the cell where all the things happened, and also the Colosseum over there, and that was really fabulous. That was that was a good trip. But we also went to, um, then we got on the cruise, and we went to um, Greece and Turkey um, and Sicily mm-hmm. and Italy, and that was really cool. And then some of the Greek islands, um, and that was that was fun. It was a lot of fun. This particular cruise ship, it was kind of during the day, you'd spend your day doing stuff on these islands, and then at night, you would, um, they would take you to the next island, so you'd wake up and you'd be at a home. That's a big advantage of a cruise, I think, is that you're sleep, like you're sleeping while you're traveling to the next place, so you don't have to spend all this time awake traveling, which is really nice. There's disadvantages, like when you get off at a place, you're getting off with thousands of people. And there's two or three other cruise ships, and so the island is, you know, where we went, when we went to Scotland, there was nobody there. We were at this, on the Mediterranean in the middle of June, and it was packed. Yeah, I mean, but there's just, there's advantages, and it's nice to just have your meals taken care of, but then on the other hand, you're not getting as much of the local food. So there's positives and negatives. I think um, the cruises for somewhere like the Mediterranean, where it's not easy to do it on your own. 
Um, and really by boat is kind of the most convenient yeah. way. It makes sense. But I, w- I would recommend to give you some, t- some time with Rome. And then we talked to some people that had had experiences in Rome. And one of my best experiences there was Tessa was just totally tired. So we, we went to sleep. And one of my friends uh, from the Gila Valley, Kip Kempton, had told me that, hey, when you're in, when you're in Rome, just walk in the evening kind of late at like 10 o'clock at night and look for a restaurant that has a brick oven and go get pizza there and see a place where the locals, where it's obviously locals are there. And in the area that we're staying, we walked down these little stairways and through these little streets and found a pizza place just like that and ordered the pizza. They had Italian soda and this wonderful pizza without red sauce. That was, it was just a great, really, really good. It was a great atmosphere and it was a good experience. Dad, we went to Turkey, and Dad was convinced that since some of Turkey I can count Asia. is in Asia, that he would count Asia. it, even though we were not in the Asian yeah. portion of yeah. Turkey. Turkey, um, Turkey was uh, was was fun. I thought. Yeah, it was. It's it's crazy. it's just like anything else, though. On the cruise ship, you only have so many hours, and so so it's. Uh, if you're going on the excursion that they have, it's kind of set for you. I kind we were when we were in Rome, we were kind of on our own, and I thought that was funner. Uh, one of my very favorite things about Rome was the gelatos, which is their ice cream, and they have they have shops all over that are individually owned. And if you go there and ask um, the person what their favorite flavor is, they you know that's the one that they have invented, and it, it's really good. And I tried to get a gelato every time I passed the shop. So that was that was kind of fun. I think I did get a gelato every time I passed the shop. But I so we've been on cruise ships. I like cruise ships. Uh, I probably like to freelance it more. But some of the cruise cruise we've been on, this cruise was to see the Greece and stuff, you really have to do a cruise ship, I think. It makes it easier, I think. Yeah. But you know, it just depends. There's positives and negatives to both. There's also it's also really stressful to try to do it all on your own, and you get, you know, sometimes you luck out with the places that you book. Sometimes you don't. So um, we like certainly we, have both. We booked a driver that was a chauffeur, and he was a chauvinist kind of pig type guy, and wasn't very nice to no Sandra and the other lady that was there, Aunt Tessa. Because they're mere women, and it was it was really obviously bad. And to treat Sandra that way is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, he was not very good. Yeah, so so you never know. So, but we've been a lot of places, and obviously some as a family, like you mentioned, Australia. Um, we went to Ecuador um, as a family. With not Stacy didn't go that time, um, but all of us went to. Um, Australia, and you've been, you know, places. We did the Inca Trail. We've done. Yes. I've done the Inca Trail, which is just one of the most amazing things you'll ever do. I've been to some, several places in Mexico. I love Mexico. It's fabulous. I think you just look up and follow your dreams, and and traveling is expensive to a certain degree, but. You know, it's not more expensive than uh, four-wheelers and a boat, you know. 
It's just what it's, it's just, just kind of what your desire. It's just are. what you want, and I think, you know, some people don't want to travel and they want four wheelers in a boat, and yeah. that's what brings them and, happiness, and that's good. And I think I think that that's just fine. But we we enjoy traveling. Uh, you know, we've had we've had funny and great experiences, kind of scary experiences sometimes. You know? I do. I will say that's the thing. It's always I. It usually works out. You know, I mean, I've always had it work out one way or another, you know, and I've had a lot of experiences where I don't know how it worked out, but it did. So I think if you do your best and try to, you know, don't make stupid decisions, I think you'll be fine. So I kind of wrote down some kind of in the ending of wrote down some uh, tips of of some uh, things that you can uh, that, that I think are as I've traveled are now essential and I usually always do these things. Uh, when I first started to travel, I didn't do travel insurance. And I think travel insurance is, is um, really important. It's easy to get travel insurance when you buy your tickets from your credit card, you have an option to do it. It's not very expensive. Um, $100 or so. And if your trip gets canceled or something happens like happened with COVID and stuff, they'll, They'll reimburse you. I think uh, no matter what your insurance is, if you're going foreign, I would have a health evacuation insurance. And again, it's just not very expensive. You know, everything's relative, but you're spending money to go foreign. You ought, you know, because if something really bad happens, you've got an insurance that'll get you to a U.S. Uh, to a U.S. hospital, and and I just. My experience of being trained in the third world country and also spending a lot of time as a doctor in a third world country, you don't want to be taken care of in a lot of the hospitals in the third world countries if you can. Uh, I now always have a set of clothing and toilet toiletry on my person when I'm traveling. What I mean, just on your backpack or a bag or whatever. Have a shirt, some underwear, um, a toothbrush and stuff like that. I think that that's really important because I don't know if it's 50% of the time, but I think it's close to 30% of the time some type of delay is going to happen somewhere on your trip. What do you think, Tess? Does that sound? Yeah, I think it's probably, yeah, I think that's probably accurate. I mean, some sort of delay. And yeah. they don't all result in you missing a flight, that's but right. they could. Yeah. Uh an extra copy of your passport, have it some someplace in your luggage or whatever. And a lot of times when you get to a hotel or that, you have the opportunity to lock up at the hotel your passport and stuff, and then I just carry the passport with me, uh, the copy of the passport with me. Um, I carry a little bit of uh, cash on me all the time. Uh, if it's as soon as you can get cash for the country you're going to, it's a good idea. Um, the power of the American embassy, you know, I, I would kind of be aware of where your American embassy is and, and that. Not that you'll need to do it, but uh, particularly if you're staying for a long period of time, you should report at the American embassy, but probably just on a regular flight you don't. And the other thing is that maybe Tess and I can talk about is only take what you need. Most people take much more than they need to. And as you travel a lot, you find out a small suitcase with uh, 
with a little bit of stuff rather than a lot that you can wash out clothing and stuff at the hotel is uh, is probably a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I many trips, and this is through experience, but I try to take just a backpack, and that might be a little bit extreme, <laughs> but it's really nice to not have a lot of stuff. Um, it just, and most of the time you don't need it. I mean, a lot of the extra stuff you just don't need. I think some people, um, it stresses them out to not have a lot of options, but um, I like packing light. That's for sure. And I've had some traumatic experiences yeah. <laughs> around not packing light. And then light. just kind of repeat the same thing. When you go to a country, remember, you're visiting them. They're not visiting you. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about ugly Americans and stuff like that. And, and you can just counteract that by being very gracious, recognize their customs, you know, um, and, uh, and be kind and considerate and you, you will find, uh, places kind of considerate. For example, when I looked up in the book on Glasgow and read about it, people just said, Glasgow is this scummy city. You don't want to visit it. It has all this stuff. And we had really a lot of fun in Glasgow. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was really a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, that's one of the things too, is if you just keep an open mind, I think that a lot of places can be really great. Um, one thing I want to mention is when you're traveling with Square Knot, um, he has this thing called see I have to see the gate. <laughs> so if we're at the airport and it doesn't matter if there is four hours until our flight. Seven hours. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you gotta see that gate. He has to walk to the gate and make sure that's the gate. So he has to just see the gate. Then after that, you can go get something to eat or whatever. Yeah, you got to see the gate first. Yeah. He's got to see the gate. Yeah. And um, so that's one thing that you learn. Um, but I mean, I was I was really blessed and lucky to get to go so many places with you guys. Yeah, it's been fun. We've had some fun. We've had some fun trips, and hopefully, we'll have some more fun trips in the future. Yeah. You know, I think things are going to open up. Um, we like to, it sounds like we only travel foreign, but... No, we don't. We don't. We love the United States and been to many amazing places, and we'll continue to see You've them. You've been to a lot of classes in Boston, so we could visit Stace. I was blessed with uh, marrying Sandra, who is the most flexible person on the earth, and she loves to travel, and uh, that has, when I suggest going someplace, she's... She's ready to go. So we've we've uh, we've been to uh, several places. Anyway, that's any particular. What's been your favorite experience of the places we've gone together, Tessa? I really the two we mentioned. I really loved. Um, I loved Scotland, and I love Europe. I mean, I learned that. I mean, I think. We had some amazing experiences in Ecuador, and um, we got to see on in Italy and in Ecuador, we got to see erupting volcanoes, which is like 
I never knew that that is something I wanted to see, but it was, was it was really cool. And we got to see a whale in Ecuador, and that was really cool. Like, again, I didn't know I wanted to see a whale, but it was amazing. And, you know, I mean, it's just kind of those cliche things of, like, I think one of the powerful things about traveling is that it's amazing and you get to experience and see new places and meet new people and, you know, understand a little bit more about the world around you. And then you're always excited to come home. Well, then you, you know, get to understand more about yourself. I think I was just thinking of two experiences. We had an experience where I wanted to walk to this peak in Scotland. And so we got on this trail and we walked kind of through the moss and the trees and to me, it reminded me of uh, Frodo in The Hobbit when he's in the forest with all the with all the spiders and stuff as you're walking through this stuff. And we're hiking up to this peak, and we get to this point, and Tessa says, I'm done. I'm not going any further. So she sits down on a rock, uh, sits down on a rock and waits for us. Senator and I go up to the top of this peak. And it was beautiful. It overlooked uh, Loch Lomond and several places and all that. And you could see the sea and stuff. And it was just this wonderful experience of uh, kind of being alone and having this great experience. And the next experience is... Uh, we no went, regrets. No regrets. And Tess has me. no regrets. That's, <laughs> why, that's why I'm doing the contrast. Uh, we um, promised Tessa we'd take her to the U.S. Open uh, in New York. And so during this amazing experience going to the U.S. Open, I'm alone one time walking down one of the center streets uh, there by Broadway with the towers on both sides. And I just sat there for a moment and all the thing around us. And even though there were all these people, it was really interesting to me. I got the same feeling of kind of you know, this is an amazing experience. This is this is incredible. This is, you know, I was able to kind of, my fears of New York City kind of went away. I didn't get mugged right afterwards. You didn't get mugged. Dad, Dad was very nervous about that Mugged's trip. Getting, yeah. He was just, I remember, do you remember you saying, I don't know if I will like the tennis? <laughs> well. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean you're not going to like the tennis? Uh, which, by the way, I mean, that was an amazing trip, and yeah. that is when once everything gets back up and running, I really think that's like one of the greatest deals in all sports. If you have an opportunity to go to the U.S. Open and get the package with that and see all these amazing tennis players and experience New York, and again, we talked to friends that had grown up in New York City and told us which hotels to rent and kind of how to do the subway and and we had an amazing experience in New York for that week when we did the U.S. Open. It was, and it's really relatively not that expensive. Not the U.S. Open. I mean, staying in New York obvious, obviously isn't cheap. You can do it cheaper, yeah. but um, it the U.S. Open is very, um, very reasonable and it's fun. Um, and of course, I can watch tennis all the time. But, um, but yeah, we've been on some great trips. Uh, get out there and travel. You know, you might not like the places that we've gone to, but discover some places that you want to go to, and don't be afraid. And uh, you know, write us back if you have any comments or if you want suggestions uh, about travel. We'd yeah, write us back. I don't know how, but <laughs> <on> <laughs> figure Facebook. it out. Oh, okay.
<laughs> I, think, how do you do? I think most of the people listening to us probably could text us. Yeah, so that's Texas. the good news. The three people that listen to this program, you know, give us yeah. a call. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, good. Great. Traveling. Thanks. You've been listening to Midnight Queso. We'll catch you next time.